The Leafs now employ three fighters and only two goalies. The Leafs cast is back. Let's go. We literally have this three is, goalies this is, still. This is the best <laughs> Wait, we do? Are you guys disrespectful? Well, we'll get into it. Hurry. Let the intro more than my daughter. settle. Scoring-wise, totally <laughs> unprecedented. This, this guy is, the off is on fire. Does mean this you can just relax? Fixed or we're not going anywhere. Deal with better than 40 goals a year? 80 goals. Oh, it's taking too long. All right, welcome back to the Leafs cast. Part of the Leaf. problem is that we do have three goalies. Jim Treliving at least has woken up and is actually uh, doing things, you know, a day later than everyone else. But we're still not totally happy with everything he's done and has not done. That's yeah, right. this we is got the, stuff to talk about. This is the annual uh, Maple Leaf signings we like and the ones we don't really. I mean, there's there's a handful of them, but we're going to get into everything. As as, as Tim uh, introed there, we've had free agency now is a, a cool, what, four days old, three days old, and the Leafs have made most of their signings, as has most of the league, but there's William Nylander to get into. There's who left to get into. There's just the state of the Maple Leafs as a whole, so this is a big episode. Let's get a big episode. It. If uh, if you're joining us for the first time, my name is Tim Allison. I'm joined with Ryan Allison, and Stephen Douglas. We've been on hiatus. Uh, we had a, a brief interlude after uh, Jim Tr- uh, Jim Trilliving was was hired. Brad Trilliving was hired uh, after our you know customary time of mourning after the playoffs once again. But we're we're here and trying to ask the question of Are we ready to get hurt again? Are we hopeful or are we still jaded and despondent? So where do we want to start with? Well, let's, let's start with uh, who went, who's yeah, gone. Yeah, that's what I was, exactly what I was going to say. Who's gone? So the official tally of who's gone, let's let's count it up. Ryan right. O'Reilly well, they, has left. Nashville. Signing, what, four years, four and a half million with Nashville, correct? Yep. Michael Bunting, gone. Three years with Carolina at what, four and a half? Four and a half. Four and a half. Uh, Noel Achari, our other uh, uh, trade deadline acquisition, two years with Kyle Dubas's uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Alex Kerfoot, two years with Arizona. Yep, three and a half. I I, got to quit committing to all the years. I don't know all the years. Justin Hall heading to, oh gosh, this is where I'm blanking. Where did he go? Detroit, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Oh yes, a three-year deal with Detroit at three point four million. I know some of these. Who else am I missing? I uh, I mean Gustafson. He was only a me- member of the Leafs for a short time. He signed a league man contract in uh, the ra- at the Rangers, and then Luke Shen also gone to Nashville. Two point seven million for three years. That's crazy for Luke Shen. Yeah, that overall was- consensus are are with the dollars that they all got i'm pretty sure all of them are on the high side are any of those deals that you'd say like i wish we signed that um i i could see a world where the michael bunting one is gonna hurt us or we 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 might end up regretting that one i guess considering some of the guys that came in that 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 one's to be determined but it just has shades of the uh the zach hyman situation where i mean he played that exact same role but then just like to have him go and um, to, to have him go, but for for a dollar amount that I feel like the Leafs would have paid, like all season we were talking about, what what might he get? That was kind of right there. 
right? Four and a half million for three years. It wasn't that much term. And I think that's the one. What about you guys? I ended on a rather sour note with Michael Bunting, partially because he kind of started to suck by the end of the season. Uh, he stopped getting the penalty calls and the refs decided they hated him. But as soon as he took that suspension in the the Tampa series, I was pretty closed book on Michael Bunting. So I I think I'm okay to see him go. Three years at four and a half million, it's probably a fine cap it. I don't think that that's too much more than what he's worth and and what like I, I think that um he'll he'll be worth that over the three year contract, but I'm personally I'm alright closing the book on Bunting. He can enter the same hall of shame as Nazem Kadri for me and uh move on. I'm not too upset about losing that one. The, the thing about Michael Bunting is we still don't really know who he is as a player not playing with Austin Matthews. Yep. So, like, I, I think for that reason, more than anything else, I think I'm okay with him walking for that dollar value. I think he deserves that that dollar value, and I don't think he was going to sign for less than that. Like, he's he's earned that. But at the same time, I'm, I don't – think he's going to he, he's not a line driver and, and i think like this this year he definitely had some rocky rocky points and how much of that was just coincidental with austin matthews hitting rocky points but i th- i do think uh well we can get into it later as far as has the team changed enough from last year obviously what eighth disappointment in a row seventh disappointment in a row and so just change is good this is a bit of change, so I, I'm happy to let him walk. Well, okay, but to me, maybe the most interesting guy that didn't get re-signed in the cap that he did sign for is Ryan O'Reilly, right? Four years, yeah. $4.5 million in Nashville, and for those unaware, I mean, Ryan O'Reilly is an Ontario boy, you know, similar to I feel like a handful of these deadline guys we end up getting. You know, he's coming home, you know, family gets to come to the game, that kind of thing. And the writing was on the wall that you could see where he would stick around. I mean, he's a veteran player, you know, a center. He's a guy the Leafs could use. And he signs four years, four and a half million in Nashville, a team that's not as good as the Maple Leafs. Maybe he has a higher higher role there. I don't know. But that one's one that was really interesting. And um, sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. But the, the reports are out there that the Leafs offered him that dollar amount. Right, so he made the decision to go there. Versus, it's nothing to do with money. He just made the decision to leave the Maple Leafs. Yeah, you wonder if it like if the Leafs just offered a little bit more. If they offered the same deal with like an extra quarter million, would have he chosen the Maple Leafs? Like, or is it because he wanted to go to Nashville or he didn't like it here? That I'm I'm kind of with you, Stephen. That's the one that I look at and say, man, it would have been nice to have it. But you can't really fault True Living when he offered the same amount of money, the same term, and the guy said no thank you. So it's kind of disappointing. I'm not sure why year after year all of our free agents leave and choose not to re-sign with exception to Morgan Riley, really, and David Camp. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is it? Do, do we have problems in the dressing room? Is the Toronto just marketplace too hot and people, players don't like being here? Is it because we they know that we're cursed and we're never gonna win? Like why? I I mean a, a lot of a lot of I wouldn't say that's necessarily fair. Like I think ninety percent of the guys that leave it's because they're getting vastly overpaid for too much yeah. too many years. Like like partly I do think that's the Toronto media. Like 
these GMs, they just look at what whose name comes up in Sports Center the most often and give them a blank check. But no, I'm joking. But only half joking. Um, I I I know there's been lots of rumors around this one. I do. I don't like the media. I think there a lot of it's just spinning stories. They're talking like, oh, we didn't like the room. Oh, we didn't like Sheldon Keefe. Oh, he didn't like like. Here's a guy who played his whole career. Or not, I mean, he's bounced around a little bit, but certainly not in any hockey hotbed. Wanted to come play in Toronto, played here for 20 games, decided it wasn't for him. He went to Nashville, where nothing against the Nashville fans, but it's not Toronto, right? Like, he's going to go there. And I mean, Barry Trotz made the comment saying, like, oh, he wants to make Nashville a place for people where players want to win, not where players go to retire. But Ryan <laughs> O'Reilly kind of is going there to retire. That is a funny comment. Yeah, it, it's so. just interesting because you talk about the get guys leaving getting vastly overpaid, and like that's basically the case for like every UFA I can think of that we've lost in the last I don't know four or five years, um, except for him. He that's like the only one, right? Like that that dollar amount came up, and I was just like, oh, okay, like because for four and a half million, like that's that's a good solid cap hit for like a, a good third line center, right? Which is a really good play for the Leafs, so. It was just interesting, but not one that like I I necessarily wanted. I I didn't necessarily want Ryan O'Reilly coming back. Um, I would. I mean, been, he certainly is older. Yeah, that, that that that's really just what it was. I thought he was old. I thought he was slow, and like, he's a fine player, and he had a couple really good games for the Leafs. But like, yeah, you're talking about change, and I'm just fine to let that one go. But it was interesting. I'm, I, I, let's transition a bit to talk about who the Leafs do have and who they who they cap. So, I mean, maybe not third-line center, fourth-line center. We see where he slots in. But uh, the first move of Treliving's uh, tenure as Leafs GM was re-standing David Camp. Four years, $2.4 million a year. What were your thoughts when you saw that? saw this news it's kind of like we're in the other half of things now where it used to be having all this term sucked because the cap's not going up so you're going to be stuck with them and that numbers are only going to get worse as the player gets older and worse but now we're finally entering the time where moving on beyond the season the cap's going to start going up four million four million four million and by the time this contract is over the cap is going to be at like a hundred million and the two point whatever million that he signed for, it's not going to look as bad as like, I feel like we've, we've trained our brains to think a certain way. And now we need to untrain them and go back the other way where term is actually kind of a good thing for some players. At first I was like, Oh, four years, like, geez, I don't know. And now I'm like, okay, well four years, that's actually not so bad. Like this, it's better than these one year deals where they're going to want a huge raise next year when the cap goes up. No, we're locking in at this guy. He's going to be our third or fourth line center for the next three or four years. And uh, we got him locked down. So I think I'm okay with it. I mean, the the salary cap might be 90 million by the end of that deal. I think. Well, isn't it, it going up like 4 million every year after this one? Nah, I mean, it's, it's tied to the revenue. So like, I think we might have a big, like maybe a jump, like that sooner but like that'd be that'd be quite a bit well ryan by predicting that that the cap's gonna go up four million every year like it it only didn't go up because of the pandemic so are you confirming here first on the leaves cast we will have no global pandemic for the next four years can you promise this (laughs) i uh using all my powers of observation yes i can confirm okay that's great news honestly one less thing 
for us to worry about. Um, it's great. just a f- again, uh, but I have lots to worry about. Like the Leafs don't have a third line center because David Camp, love him. He's not a third line center. He's a defense only guy, and he's a great fourth line center. And he's had games where put him with some good players, and like you can squint that he could be a third line center. And I've said it on this podcast that he could be a third line center, but he's not. And that's to me, that's third line center money. Um, maybe Dubas trained us a little bit, right? That everybody on the fourth line should be making nine hundred k, but um, it just feel it felt it, it was high. That one really did feel high to me. Yeah, I mean, I w- I would say it's high too. Like probably not crazy high. Like I would say maybe a year too long at five hundred to a five hundred k to a million too much, but. So, so is this the move that's going to sink the Maple Leafs? Probably not. Do I like the deal? I mean, I don't mind David Camp. It, it he's just 28 com- years old. Yeah. Like t- this taking him until he's 32, it's not like he's going to be a, you know, old one leg out there. Like his next deal is the one that you don't want to have anything more than one or two years. This deal taking him from 28 to 32, I have no problem with that. You shouldn't. Like he he's currently right now in his prime, so he's not just yeah. gonna have a, a sudden drop off in the next year or two. Like it's 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 gonna be fine. The he's, term doesn't bother me. He plays every night too, right? Yep. He's not he's uh. not like in and out of the lineup. He's not getting hurt. The guy's absolutely juiced, ripped to the gills. I would say yeah. check out his Instagram if you want to look at what NHL player in their prime uh, <laughs> takes looks like. No, check check his Instagram if you want to see what Tim's gonna look like on his honeymoon. <laughs> Just ripped on some beach. Give me a break. I think not. What? Uh, speaking about fourth liners that well, will not be paid nine hundred k. Or do you have anything else to say about Just camp? That a, a theme overall with the rest of these signings as we get into it. Because like when I look at some of these deals and I say like, oh, that feels high, that feels low. Some of it's like that feels high or low for a guy on the Maple Leafs because of like how we're trained, that kind of how Dubas had been running the show for so long. And where I look at the basically every signing that the Leafs made and a difference that, of Brad Tree Living and Kyle Dubas is that Brad Tree Living like makes his bet and that that is his bet. And where Kyle Dubas was like, just throwing a bunch of like, or, you know, sign, signing a bunch of deals. One of these guys is going to work, right? Four out of these seven guys are going to be able to play for the Maple Leafs. And let's just hope where Brad Tree Living said like, nope, David Camp is my th- fourth line center or, you know, whatever. He's playing for the Maple Leafs all year for the next four years. And I'm, I'm making that bet. Um, I and mean, I- you say that, but Tree Living canceled <laughs> out a whole bunch of one-year contracts. Well, I, I think uh, some of that's due to None of these guys well, were day one guys, except for Ryan Reeves. Let's get into it, though. Well, I, was, I think I, I think we do see a lot more of these. Well, there's Ryan Reeves. I can see the one-year deals. These are guys that are betting on themselves, and that betting on the cap is going up. So they obviously didn't get the long-term deals that they wanted on day one of uh, the free agency dance. And so they say, oh, I see all of Toronto's mediocre players getting elite money. Well, I'm just going to show up on the Leafs play some games, get an early, early summer and then sign a big deal next year. Yeah. But, uh, these guys all kind of go together. So the Leafs have a new identity and it's one that lives on the other side of the line. 
George uh, Paris is going to be living at the Leafs game. We have <laughs> Tyler, Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi, Ryan Reeves all joining the Maple Leafs. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi, kind of a top top six forward. Max Domi, maybe middle six forward. Ryan Reeves, maybe a top six forward on the Marlies in his dreams. Oh, my goodness. We are Ryan, Ryan Reeves is one that is – Quite controversial. He's like the Wayne Simmons incarnate, but three years, three years for 36 year old. It's the most obscene deal. I had to do a double take when I saw this, this announcement said, no, is that Lou Lamorello that made this deal? Three years is pretty insane. Uh, Like it's so unnecessary. Well, Ryan Reeves is the, the best of the best at what he does. Right. Is that agreed with on this podcast here? He, what is that? Is that like punch faces? Yeah, and he is the most feared man in the NHL. And the Leafs got that. I mean, every, I thought that was Wes McCauley. <laughs> well, every time, every time he's been dealt to a new spot, which I, I kind of feel like has happened every year, maybe the last like three or four years uh, since he was in Vegas. Um, he's going to a spot because he's the most feared guy in the league. So like where I could, I, I for one, like the fact that he plays for the Maple Leafs. Uh, that cap hit and that amount of years is just is just insane, um, just insane. But uh, just like what I was saying, like if if he's continuing to do what he still does, there's not no chance some other team in the league wouldn't want to take this deal at some point. Like he's played for since Vegas, he played in New York and in Minnesota. Maybe there was one other spot. Bottom line, this guy gets no. traded around. When a team sees the need, they're like, let me go get the big boy. And he gets dealt out there. So, like, I, I don't think, Tim, you should be losing sleep over the fact that he might be on the Leafs for three years. Here, here's the thing. His cap, what, what is his cap at 1.6 or something? What is 1.35. it? 1.35. 1.35. So he's probably getting overpaid by half a million, Tim. Would you agree? Yeah. Should be a league minimum eight hundred thousand players. You get overpaid by half a million. You can't like the world is not going to end because you have one player who's getting overpaid by half a million dollars. We have lots of players on our roster who are overpaid by probably more than half a million dollars, and we don't have nearly as big of a problem as them. As I'm about to agree with you and make it out to Ryan Reeves. The problem with Ryan Reeves. My biggest problem with Ryan Reeves... Actually, let me flip it around the other way. Because I kind of agree with Steven. And in an objectionable way, it's changing the mark, the makeup of our team. We clearly lose every year. And we're so angry at the refs for not making calls. And we just get thrown around. And we get... What's the word? Su- suplexed. Su- we get suplexed. <laughs> and we can't do anything about it. And this is saying, okay, you know what? We tried this one way for seven years straight, and it lost basically the same way every year. Maybe not the Washington series, but most other years we lost because we were just small and pathetic. So we're going to get, like you said, Stephen, the biggest, toughest guy in the league on our team. And that absolutely is going to change something. It's different. And when you lose every year because of the same thing, you should be aiming for different. But me as a I'm just so disappointed that we weren't able to win with just like a good, clean hockey team. 
that we now have to stoop to the level of all the other loser teams who have to get a loser goon oh, to on. suplex other players that we just have to, I, like, I, I just wanted to win because we were a good hockey team, not because we were able to take advantage of the stupid refs and stupid playoffs where they don't call anything and they just they let the teams just walk all over the skilled fun teams. I, I hate it that we were the skilled fun team for so long and we weren't able to win. So now we need to go the way of the losers and get someone like Ryan Reeves on my team. I absolutely hate it. I will not cheer for him. I, I hope the Leafs do well this season. I refuse to cheer for Ryan Reeves. He's a bum. Ryan, you're out here acting like you didn't play NHL hits 2002. This is this is the game. This is an aspect of the game. It's the, the game within the game. And if you're thinking about the refs and, you know, blah, 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 right, and, and, and like that kind of thing, this is, aside from that, or at least it should be, you've, you're getting a man who's going to, if you do something to the Leafs that shouldn't be done that the refs didn't call, Ryan Reeves is going to make you pay for it, or at least that's what he's being paid to do. Then he's gonna get suspended and take a five-minute major penalty, and it's, it's like, oh, that's dumb. We have Mazen Kadri. You're, you're correct. It is a part of the game. It is my least favorite part. of I the get game. that. It's the part of the game that makes me angry, and it's the part of the game that makes me not enjoy the game. And I hate it that now we have someone on our team that I'm gonna have to watch 89 times a year, and just like live peace. with it. I, it's it makes me disappointed that we've had to resort to doing this. I liked it that we weren't a team that did that, and now we are. We'll see. Well, Maybe it's exactly what we need. Maybe now other teams won't just suplex us. It's disappointing to me. We'll go from there. Well, what makes me disappointed is we're going to be playing this guy 89 games because Sheldon Keefe is coming back. We'll get into that. Um, and this guy is not an NHL player. He's scored like what? I guess he had, what, five goals last year? Ten goals? There was, like, one game that he had a hat trick in, though. It's probably against us. <laughs> it I might have this been. Guy, he might have had, like, two on us or something. I, I feel like I was watching so, that game. No, I think it was so, someone I'm watching him or thinking of. But, like, this guy is getting a three-year deal of guaranteed time, and, like, I have no faith that Keith is going to keep him out of the lineup because he I likes I mean, you his... say that, though, Tim, but this past season we had Wayne Simmons under his – you know, old two years, he was on the second year of his contract, and he didn't play, like, the back half of the season with us. He didn't touch the ice in playoffs. Like, so You don't, you don't but, sign a guy to a three-year yeah, deal. Yeah, three years only... is so weird. Why did we – like, what? Was he going to say, no, I won't take the deal at two years. I'll go play somewhere else. Like, someone else will give me three years at $1.4 million? I don't know. Again, it guys. Seems, it's a ridiculous contract. He's been traded a ton in his career. Some like so somebody's gonna take you're that. You're saying deal we on. could flip him? <laughs> yeah, I'm saying like flip him with Murray. Ryan, Ryan, really. Ryan's made you can his trade bet. like three times. Ryan, you made your bet. There'll be no global pandemic for the next four years. I'm making my bet that Ryan Reeves won't play all three years on the Maple Leafs. He'll get traded at some point when the Leafs realize they don't need him. And okay, well, some yes, team in like, San Jose, Steven, you might be right. Do. But but for that third year, we're having to give up an asset to move the contract. Then like it's. It's not like another team is going to want him at age thirty-nine. No, I think they will. I th I think uh, I I think what he's doing right now, right? In the NHL, they don't exist. I think what he's doing right now, he'll be able to do at thirty-nine. I, I that's it. But going back to the actually him playing part, 
I have a lot of wonders about that because even though like fighting has been the way of the game for a very long time, I, I do like we see it across the league that a lot of teams don't have these guys in the lineup because it you just need a good player on your fourth line more than you need a fighter every night, right? And yep. the Leafs could get to that point. I mean, they should, right? Like, like you just need a better hockey player than a guy that's going to score one or two goals all season. So, like, like anchoring well, it feels that like fourth we're, line. We've the other way, we've been desperate for some offense from our bottom yeah. six, and like we we haven't got it. And just at the deadline this past offseason, we're like, finally, our bottom six looks dangerous. Turns out they weren't. But now it's like we're going the opposite direction, and we just got a an anchor back there. I don't even know how to build a line with him on it that's not just uh, like Domi on the line and, like, I don't know, just other players that will do the same thing and they're going to go punch you in the face when they're out there and not generate a lick of offense. It's it's very – I don't like it. All right, should we move on? I feel like – You know who he'd play here. great with is Willie. He'd play great with Willie, right, <laughs> when Willie just like doesn't let anybody else touch the puck. He'd be great with it. <laughs> now we can move on. He's – I mean, the, so the two other guys, I mean, somewhat related, very much leaning into this, I guess, new identity of the Leafs, like, is, uh, do you want to talk about Tyler Bertuzzi or Max Tyler Tommy? Bertuzzi. Tyler Bertuzzi. <laughs> uh, one year, five and a half million dollars. Uh, Haley was uh, roasting me earlier because I was telling her we got Bertuzzi. And I, I was telling her about that one time when I texted you guys. I was like, I want either Duchesne or Bertuzzi. And Tim's like, Duchesne just signed for $3 million in Dallas. <laughs> then I want Bertuzzi. And we got him. <laughs> it happened so we fast. We got our man. I mean, Bertuzzi, I mean, I think he was probably one of the bigger names out there. Sure. The way it, the way it worked out. Like, he's 28. Here, that's uh, in your prime. I haven't checked his Instagram yet to see how he can- compares to David Camp. But he's had some really good seasons, like, uh, 2021 with Detroit, he had 62 points in 68 games. And then the next season last year was uh, not that. He had lots of injury is- issues last year. but I it's, don't know. Ex- it's exciting that we're getting him because he's a real player. Like he, He's definitely the most exciting piece that we picked up. I could see him just going straight to the top line with Matthews. I could see him going to the second line and giving us some actual umph there if he plays with like a JT and Nylander or something. Like anywhere he goes, I'm excited to see what he's doing. I can't say I'm the most optimistic about his health, and that's a like if, if he's not able to stay healthy, that's a, a huge mess of five point eight million dollars that we're allocating, especially if he gets hurt after the trade deadline when we can't replenish that, or if he gets hurt for playoffs, like it's it's a little risky in that sense, but I don't think you're doing better than him for the five point whatever million dollars we're we're going to be paying him. So especially the fact that we got him after July one and all the other big fish have been gone, I think that we needed him, and I'm glad that Brad cool. was able to get it done. Yeah, like I think if you look, I mean, there's some element of term being different as well, but I think if you look at Michael Bunting for 4.5 or Tyler Bertuzzi for 5.5. Tyler Bertuzzi is a million dollars better than. Well, yeah, Tyler Bertuzzi. If I mean, he's healthy. He's played his entire career until whatever the 20 games he played with the Boston Bruins with the Detroit Red Wings, uh, one of the very worst teams in the league. Granted, on, you know, aligned with their best players there, but like this guy, 
this is a top six forward. When have we signed a top six forward in free agency since John Tavares day? No. Is respectfully like young Kirk a top six forward? Right, but like this guy, not the same way. Um, <laughs> he he's he's uh, he's got his spot right. He's next to Matthews or he's next to Tavares, and he's being paid like it. And like that's kind of exciting, right? That like we're bringing in a guy with uh, uh, where we've maybe seen what he can do at his best, um, and like it's actually good, right? Because all these other times it's like just these i don't know guys you you kind of barely know about like michael bunting was right when he came around so um he he brings a lot of grit he's he's a a different type player than the leafs have but i think a really good guy mean player to have alongside some of our softer lines well for the same reasons like he brought us uh, actually might have been you tim the same reasons michael bunting worked with Matthews is the same reason you think that Bertuzzi is going to work with Matthews, except be even better. Cause I mean, we are paying him a heck of a lot more than we paid bunting when he was with our organization. But, uh, and that as well, that he scored five goals against Florida. That's five more goals than Matthews scored when we were against Florida. Yeah. He had so, a good series. Uh, only good yeah, things for Bertuzzi. Got some playoff, playoff hockey this whole career. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just exciting. Yeah. I like that. He's missing a tooth. Um, I've called him out on this podcast before about the Todd Bertuzzi stuff. Uh, now that he's a Maple Leaf, I'll let it. I'll let it go. I'll move on. What? The, I'll, I'll I'll let it go that his uncle did something <laughs> bad good. twenty years ago. <laughs> do Do either of you guys want to call out one of my uncles? Oh man, for something uh, that they did twenty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we if we want to look at a player with some uh, some history with the Leafs and, and up, moving up the family tree, look no further than Max Domi. Uh, have Have they announced what number he's going to be wearing? Is he going to be sure wearing twenty eight? This I'm one's sure cool, man. Come on, Th- this one's really cool, isn't it? Bring out. It's fun. I feel like we've been rumored yeah. for Max Domi yeah. to come back for to sure Toronto for years. For years. I mean, I, I bet you. All, all you've been hearing is that like he's been wanting to be a Leaf for a long time, a long time. I mean, Ty Domi, just I don't know what is he? Is he not one of the most famous Maple Leafs of the last like like? Yeah, part of the it, Muskoka Five. Here, here's what's interesting about Max Domi. You mentioned like oh Ryan Ryan Reeves been traded a lot. He actually hasn't. I think he's only been traded like two or three times, but. This will be Max Domi came into league in 2015. He's been on six teams. The Leafs will be his them? seventh team. No, 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 in no, no, his no, career. no, Chicago. He was on three ben, years in Chicago's Arizona, one. two Dallas, years in Montreal. One. Columbus, one. You already said Arizona. I'm at four, right? Yeah. Uh-oh. You're missing Uh-oh. 19 games in 2021. <laughs> really? Montreal? Eastern Conference. Oh, my gosh. Okay, what was the other one? Oh, Oh. yeah, two years in Montreal. Oh, shoot. A Carolina Hurricane. I should have known. Because I I saw. So. It's not not the most comforting that he's bounced around that much. Like, if the guy was good and good in the locker room and, like, he'd stay. Like, teams would want to keep him. But he keeps on getting flipped. But part of it is just that he's going to 
to bad teams and that's outside of his control when he get traded but uh i don't know i'm I feel like I was more excited about Luke Shen coming back at the deadline last year than I am about Max Domi. Maybe it's because I haven't enjoyed playing against Max Domi on all these other teams. He's kind of a bit of a rat, which is exactly kind of what his dad was when he was here. But we'll see if I like him more when he's on our team. I, I hope he's able to, to do well. He, he has some offensive spunk. I've wanted some more offense in the bottom six. I think that's probably where he's going to end up going, either third line wing or third line center. He could be good. I hope that he doesn't just come here and try to be a face puncher. You all know what I think about face punchers. But um, we'll we'll see how he does. I, I wish the cap it's it was so lower. weird. I don't know why we have to pay get guy three guys for that much money, right? Like like that would that could fill the exact role that he'll be in yeah. on the team, right? Because five years ago, he was a 70-point player. Yeah, but like, what has he been since then? Not even close to that, right? 40-point player. But, I mean, yeah. he's been injured a bunch. Like He hasn't played more than – he played 60 games. Well, no, I guess it's kind of hard. But the th what's interesting about Max Domi is that, sure, he always like gets to be in the news because of his antics or this cheap shot that he did. But he's actually a pretty talented playmaker. Mm -hmm. But what, what the, the stats keep – uh harping on him on is he plays no defense like think phil kessel levels of defense um and so one thing that leafs have always strived to do like i feel like more and more the past few years is having four lines that sheldon keith can trust and put out there and not needing to shelter anyone max domi is the picture of someone that needs to be sheltered we haven't even talked about uh the defensive picker from klingberg yet as far as this mentality but um, this is, might be a change of what we see on the list. Like maybe we go back to having a third line that does offense and a fourth line that does defense and it's watch out on the road. A third line that does offense of what Reeves? <laughs> no, he Reeves is like the 15th forward. If he's lucky, I'm thinking like Matthew Nyes, Max Domi and Nick Robertson Nyes is on the first or second line, Tim. He's not, no, you put there. Bertuzzi up there. Where is Yarncrook? Way too much this pod. He's on the third. This. <laughs> the guy is this always under the radar. Cool. He's like one of our well, only other forwards cool coming back. All the former the Leafs that, are, 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 you know, guys whose like dad played for the team, like Felino. It's like, okay, who? Right? Like, you have to be reminded that their dad played for the team. Every single person listening to this podcast knows who Ty Domi is, was, and what he did for the Leafs. And it's just really cool. That's why it's cool. And Ty Domi's going to be at the games. And. If, if, if Max Domi is great, then I will love it. But if he's not a good player, I don't care who his dad was. I don't care about the nostalgia. I just want good players, and that's where I'm at. So if he's good and Ty Domi's having Tim, a fun time with the crowds, I'll have a fun time with the crowds. Can you just but check my math here for That's me real all I'm quick. looking at. Do I have this story right that the reason the glass is so high uh, around the penalty box now, or really as high as it should be, is because Ty Domi dragged a fan into the penalty box and started beating him up? But Ty Dome, well, Ty, okay, the, the fan didn't put Ty Domi's <laughs> fist on his face. <laughs> go watch, go watch. The, but the, the I clip. think he that's the reason did. that the glass is higher now. You... Is because of Ty Domi. 
That's cool. Come on, Rye. I believe you're right. Give his son a job. It's, I listen. I love Ty Dobie. He was so fun. He was so fun to watch. I don't care about his son if he's a bum though. So Max is better uh, pick it up and show he's worth three million dollars, or I'm done with him. Just uh, get a steady stream of uh, Toronto Maple Leaf PJ photos and uh, and merch, and him was standing around with Matt Sundin you, in the you dressing room. You have to room think though the reason he's bounced around part is so much is because of this defensive ability i mean it's the same reason alex galchenyuk bounces around the league and these guys that can just score just aren't needed in the nhl you need defense and like you, you well no okay but like Man, i'm saying that like that at every level of hockey right at some point that that runs out right and you're either phil kessel and like keep getting jobs and teams keep wanting you because you're so good at the offense or you're max domi and he's Max Domi. So it, it, it'll it just be really interesting yep. where no, he ends right. up slotting in. Because I know he's played a lot of center in the NHL. Uh, Tree Living talked today about how even though he played center, he pictures him right now as a wing. Um, and I don't want a center that's not very good at defense. But I don't know that I want David Camp playing my third line. So who the heck's playing the third line? Yeah, it's a messy, a messy bottom. All right, who who's next on our list? I mean, here? I think the only other player we have that that's new that would make an impact is uh, John Klingberg out uh, on defense. Though he's in the same vein as uh, Max Domi, where uh, Klingberg he's interesting. Yep. Where, so he was one of the like almost premier defense in the NA, offensive defenseman in the NHL of a couple of years ago. Uh, maybe not top 10 in the league, but he certainly was one of the, the poster boys for you need someone to run a power play. He's he's who you get. And he had this big long term, big money deal from Dallas lined up and he turned it down because he was greedy. And then his play fell off a cliff and now he got like no. And it's, he's basically a shell of his former self. So at four million dollars, uh, one year. Treliving is betting that he's going to bounce back, but it makes me a little nervous. Like I think uh, by some defensive metric, Klingberg set records with how bad he was at defense last year. He's horrible. He like is very one trick pony. And so it's like, this this is the least. Welcome back to the least cast where Tim's going to scare the crap out of you for the 2023, 2024 Maple Leafs. What is about (laughs) to happen here, guys? Like we've signed, you thought Jake Gardner was bad. Five players, like three of them that we liked, and we've signed four of them. One of them that we liked, kind of, you know, like one of them that we're just like really happy with the deal, I guess. And that's. Well, um, what do you, do you no, like? No, no, not really. You? I mean, you a fan? I, I was saying it um, in our texting chain that like some of it just frustrates me. Where like we traded back to the Sandine, right? Like we just traded Sandine and like, we're bringing in this other offensive Swede that just like, how's he going to fit into the, the lineup? Right. Cause like right now it's like, okay, is he playing with McCabe? Is he playing with Riley? Like that doesn't seem to make sense. He's not very young. Like, and again, it's a guy that's just like his, his game hasn't fallen off. Um, And maybe like I don't want to be too negative because like it is a one year deal. He could bounce back and be and like be fine. Um, it, he like he was in the NHL last year. It's not like he was like sitting in the press box. 
But it's like all all these guys like do we made the, th the comment like Dubis would throw seven darts at the board at, for league minimum and one of them would be hitting on the top line, a couple would be NHLers, and the rest would fan out. True Living had th three darts at the wall to fill three holes and all have some risk. It's like if these guys don't pan out, you're you're not trading away Klimberg at four million dollars. I feel like what made it so nice for the those risks that we keep saying Dubis made, where he bring in someone like a Michael Bunting at such a cheap value, is it was so yeah. easy for him to outperform the contract and be worth more than that, right? When the lower it is, the easier it is for them to perform like a two or three million dollar player, and then you're just laughing with that with that player because it's just so easy for them to exceed expectations. Klingberg, it's, it's not going to be easy for him to exceed like four million isn't nothing but for the defenseman that he was like you like you referenced him when he was with dallas when they made it to that that cup run he was like one of the, actually was he on that one or is he just on dallas <laughs> i can't remember but he I was think good he was <laughs> when he was in his prime he was, just, he was he signed um, a one-year deal with Anaheim i think last he was year. too i don't know and yeah now he's he, with us so yeah uh two years i don't know either way um he, if if he could be anything like that, he's outperforming this four million dollar contract. What I don't like about this deal at all is it feels like Brad True Living didn't even go back and look to see what Kyle Dubas did before him. We brought in Tyson Berry. How well did that work out? Oh, it turns out we already have Morgan Riley who could run PP one. We load up PP one. PP two is kind of useless. What are you gonna throw Klingberg out there with? Like Yarn yeah. Crook and Camp and hey, Reeves. I'm not liking this. Bring him uh, up Callie one Yarn more Crook time. I'm hanging up the call. <laughs> Bring him up. I'm just saying that it's. If we did not have Morgan Riley, then there was a Klingberg hole that needed to be filled. But we already have Morgan Riley. Why do we need Klingberg? Like what? Now we're gonna go back to Riley Brody, McCabe Klingberg. Like I don't trust that McCabe Klingberg combo at all. But I don't want to put Klingberg on the third pair. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it feels like maybe we'll recapture something and he'll be the Klingberg we remember. But even if he is, we don't even need that guy. Like, I would have way rather went and got Orlov and got a player who we could send out there and stop the other team from scoring or, goals rather than a second Morgan Riley who we already have. So it just, it feels like a bad, flit, a bad fit, a risky play. I like it that it's only one year, so if it doesn't work out, we could just move on. But it's like even like like Gustafson. Why didn't we just bring in Gustafson for league minimum? Like that guy's had more points than Klingberg over the last year. Why don't we bring him in instead? Like we already had him. Resign the guy at even a little bit more money, so he chooses to stay here. I would have rather that over this Klingberg one. It it feels weird. I, uh, that I saw some of that online right. even. Like just comparing Gustafson to Klingberg, like it's like you had a better version of that in your building last year and you didn't let him go. Because then, like alternatively, Rye, you could make that move, right? A guy that you know, Gustafson's been in the building for whatever it is, many months now. You know him, and for a million, and then spend three million on Matt Duchesne, and now you have a third line center or something like that. Like there's just. So many, so much yep. better of a way to handle that. Another thing, too, just looking at the Leafs' defense, like Connor Timmins is still on the team. Like, who, 
well, he signed to the team. Like, like who's to say that now, he yeah. couldn't have filled a role on the right side as well this year? And like that money just that money just should have been spent somewhere else. Well, it's well, even just like you look at Gustafson last yeah. year. We brought him in, and we didn't even use him. Like, he was the number seven guy. Like, what's Klingberg going to be? I don't know. It's, it feels like we, we've we already decided that we don't want another Riley on this team, and now we just got him anyway. Maybe this is, the, this is why when a new GM comes, they should get their own coach, because clearly Keefe doesn't want to do it that way, and Klingberg... And, Tree Living is going to start giving Keefe pieces he doesn't want until it doesn't work. Then Keefe's going to get fired, and he's going to bring in his own guy. And, like, I don't know. Well, I think uh, pretty definitive at this point, we're still not <laughs> over the playoff loss and not ready to be hopeful yet. But he here's the worst part. We're looking at this team, all these moves that we made. None of us are over the mood excited about it. We're, like, $8 million over the cap right now. Like, we have well, an $8 million cap better team than we're supposed to have. We could shed Matt Murray, sure. That saves us, like, $4 million. Then we're also going to have to move on from Timmons and Lafferty and, like... Yeah, no, you're exaggerating. You you have uh, Jake Muzzin that goes in LTIR. Like, we moved Jake, we moved Jake Muzzin there, and we, we do still have an issue with Matt Murray's contract. But that's basically what they need to do is they need to trade Matt Murray and then... We still have to sign Ilya Samsonov, and we basically only have like two point two, maybe three million left if we lose Timmins, and we don't know what the current negotiation status of those guys are. But he's Trilliving is gonna have a tough time moving Murray. Like the whole league knows that Murray's not the guy. Yeah. He wasn't able to carry us in Toronto. Like had flashes, but he's not reliable. But he's being paid like a number one guy. Here we are past the draft. I mean, is he going to be bought out? Are we going to have buyout window? I think half his cap space still on the books. We'll we'll so find we'll out. we'll know that soon. Um. So yeah, I mean, if, go ahead. I was going to say it's also like it's July third. Maybe the roster's not done yet. Maybe he has a trade in the works. We Nylander's still not signed. Matthew's still not signed. Um. So it's, it's, it does feel not great that this is a lineup that still has holes, but we're capped out. And so it's like, on one hand, we want to reserve judgment to what, like what is actually on the ice on, on opening night, but work's not done to Get in the phone. Do you guys want to talk about Keefe? Ugh, no, it's so ridiculous that he's coming back. He was the easiest fall guy, most obvious person to be fired. And yet everyone else is gone except for him. Well, well the players, I mean, players that. that we like, well, that there's reports out. But I'm saying, like, yeah, the core four if, is if there's any truth now, to like, the, 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 you know, fact that, like, Ryan O'Reilly maybe didn't want to stay because he doesn't like Keefe, doesn't think Keefe can get the job done, something to do with, like, negativity about Keefe. Like, I'm just saying that's a report that's out there, and, and if it's smoke, it is. But, like, we haven't heard that before. I've only ever heard that all the players like paying, playing for Keefe, so I, I don't put too much stock into that. I was surprised as well as you guys and most other people that he ended up staying. But it, like I think he only had one year left of his contract anyway, so maybe it's just he'll stay, he'll play out the season, and they'll bring someone in new 
for next year. Uh, coaches well, don't do but that. But then that's the least money to deal with. Like, if he sucks and he gets fired, then that's that's on MLSE to figure out those dollars. I'm not like. Yeah. I don't care about the dollars. I care about watching a month of hockey, or, or like even worse, if he makes it to the playoffs think, again uh, and gets out coached. It's like, oh, I think you great. guys are missing. Uh, maybe next year. The, the 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 other game here is that Tre Living is adding extra lives to his stay as GM, right? That's that's I I think that's what he's doing. You're not Just wrong. a hundred percent, like, cause cause Keith, even even if you do fire Keith, it's not like there's a clear cut better option out there, and Tre Living notices that, and he's reading the tea leaves that like, all right, I, I can go into the season with. Keith and maybe have a good one and then I've got a good coach but if not then the first season's all on Keith and he gets fired and tree living doesn't look so bad maybe it, it is frustrating though like, like I'm, I'm right there with you Tim that like oh. this isn't great for us I mean right at the end of the season we all said into this pod that like we thought that's what should happen or that's what was was going to happen and so it, it just kind of sucks that like we're we're not gonna get that. Like we, <laughs> he's a he he's a part of it. Like you said it right. He's been out coached in all these playoff series we've been in, and I would have been I would have been totally fine rolling that dice trying trying out a different coach, because I think I think it was a little bit overplayed the impact he was having. So, well, we got. All right, let's send it off. We got on a we got other things here. to talk Steven about here, right? Where, where do you have to what? go? We don't have a third line center. Samsonov's not signed, but about? almost most importantly, the William Nylander contract negotiation and, and Austin Matthews contract negotiation. Can I set the stage? So, as we talked about on the last do pod it. here, um, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, both their contracts were up for. Or the, the, their opportunity to sign extensions. July 1st was a big date because that's when no move clauses came into effect. And it was just, it was important that we get those kind of deals done then. Neither of them got done. And it maybe wasn't as intense as we had all thought because uh, it sounds like Austin Matthews is really committed to re signing with the Maple Leafs. And it's just not a huge area of concern, right? So. Odds are at this point, Austin Matthews is going to get a deal done sometime this summer or just like before it gets too late, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 13 million bucks a year for three or four years is what I've heard. I've heard as low as three, I've heard as high as five. That's the Austin Matthews situation. William Nylander is a completely different story. It's not going well. Rumor has it that he's expecting to be about a $10 million player. And the Leafs are thinking he's an $8 million player. So that's a massive gap that either needs to be closed or William Milano is going to get traded. What? You've been drinking the media's Kool-Aid. They love, they love blowing up all this stuff. Here's the way negotiating works. Nylander says 10. The Leafs say 8. They look at Timo Meyer and say, oh, Nylander is a good comparable. 8.8. .8. How about we give you nine and a quarter? And Nylander's like, oh, that seems like a reasonable compromise. Let's sign the deal. But, oh, quick, let's have some fun with the fans and lead them on. I'm not, I see these reports out of the thing so far apart. If Nylander said he's 11, I think we'd be 
concern and he would be traded. Him saying 10, totally reasonable. They'll meet in the middle and they'll be fine. The Willie will be back. If Austin Matthews will be back. If we'll Willie's see if back, the Leafs cast is back is if we're out in the first Keith round back, again. Then we're just running it back. <laughs> we're just running this thing I back. I know. Like, that's why I'm not happy. <laughs> But I know <laughs> I we're know running it back with some saying, face punchers. Like, Willie, whatever signs, nine and a half, ten and a half. Like, is is that even the right move for the Leafs here? Like to go into the season with Willie at nine and a half and basically no third line center and yeah. You know, nine and a half buys you a lot of face punchers. Well, let let's just be clear for one thing that like these capits we're negotiating with Matthews and Nylander do not affect this oh, yeah. season. They would kick into effect for the following season. So, like, whether we're running it back, like, if, if anything, what it would be is if we traded Nylander this season, then we could bring in someone else to be, like, your third-line center. But currently for this season, Nylander's still at his $7 million or whatever it is contract. I, I'm not so sure that I want to be running it back the same as you guys, but I'm, I have no idea what the trade value is of William Nylander. I don't know if you say like, yep, we're going to trade him and some other team can take him and then re-sign him for his $10 million or whatever he wants. Are we getting back a third line center for him? Cause if that's the case, no, thank you. I'd much rather have William Nylander. Are we getting back a second line center? Oh, okay. Well, maybe I might be more interested in that. So without knowing what that is, cause I, honestly have no idea i'm sorry our avid listeners that i can't provide that information for you all i know is whether or not a pandemic is going to come again i guess i i I guess it is what it is it sounds like they're all going to be sticking around at least those two are maybe if we fail again this year marner will be the one who's gone or they could still trade these guys like whatever sign them to their big extension and then trade them so we'll see but it sounds like i kind of agree with tim I think Nylander will get done at like six years at nine million and Matthews Matthews. I'm expecting 14 million at four years. That's my number that I think he'll get. I don't know why the Leafs aren't just handing the guy a blank check. Why is this taking so long? Like, I don't know. It's frustrating that it takes long. Don't, why can't these players just say, Hey, here's an idea. I'd like to be on a winning team. So I won't take the absolute every single dollar that I can and save some so that other we can bring in some other fun players that I can play with. Well, because right, win the thing. if if Instead he takes like, a million no, and a half less, right, and he and signs for whatever, twelve and a half or something, right, like a million and a half less than fourteen million. Tree Living's just gonna go sign Ryan Reeves with that money, and then Matthews is like, "That's dumb." Yeah, you're right. You no, know, you're you're not wrong. I mean, it takes a bit of faith in your GM, and I don't know if I have much in ours right now. I just know that it's worked for Boston for quite a lot of years where they had their superstars signed for like $6 million and won a cup with it. So So we still don't have a third line center. I want like, I mean, maybe Pontus Holmberg takes a step. He showed like, yeah, he's like that kid, the kid's, no, Holmberg well, taking a step would be him becoming a fourth line. He center. had a, That's he a, had step a game, I think, as second line center, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. It um, was a disaster. Yeah, I wonder. I, I don't know. I mean, 
what does Tree Living think of Willie on that line? I, I no clue. What is uh? I wonder what Tree Living's thoughts are on Nick Robertson. Like, is this for the fifth year in a row going to be the year of Nicky yeah. Rob? <laughs> Oh the no! The kid's only twenty-one. I'm he a lot higher leg. on Nikki Rob than I know no Ryan shoulders. is, and, and maybe Tim is as well. I I just think that like he he he's an X factor. Even in the games, I know he gets hurt a lot, but like he never looks bad. He's never like a bad player on the Leafs. So I I think that he's got a shot of hanging around, and I hope he's I hope he's still got it. I would love for him to hang. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this season he's able to stay healthy and he turns out to be a great player and we're super high on the bandwagon again. The biggest part of that that would surprise me is he's able to stay healthy. Just every year, multiple things. It's just some guys don't have the body for it. and Not everyone can be David Camp. Nick Robertson is not David Camp. I don't know what it is. I it's disappointing because he was so good. He was so good and so exciting, and he just can't catch a break. Part of it's luck. Part what do of you it's think? Him. Uh, it's just not working. Yeah. I hope it works though. He, he's always going to look good in training camp. He always, you always see all the. Well, actually, maybe now Nyes will That's take right. that spot. Everything will be about Nyes at training camp or something. Ah, excited! Excited no. to see a whole year from Nice. Nice is established now. He's no longer just a training camp buzz. It's like, all <laughs> right, let's see so if Nice can push forward. But you're so year. right. You're so right, though, that he is right. He's just like he's the dude. <laughs> oh, to be Matthew Nice. He was hanging out with Austin Matthews in Arizona. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay. Oh yeah, that's fun. I think we've covered it all. All right. Well, we'll see if uh, True Living actually. We'll see if True Living is actually done or not, and uh, well, we uh, we are a little more of a irregular schedule in the summer. It depends on when when things actually happen, but if the Leafs do something big, to, uh, keep an eye on. We'll be recording. If you've been hearing explosions going on, I'm in the United States of America, and Independence Day is tomorrow, and here they like to blow things up. So I I don't just live in a a rough neighborhood. It's just <laughs> it's just some fireworks going on. Apologies. Unfortunately, uh, Brad Tree Living hasn't followed the way of just blowing things he up. He wants his own team. Running man. it back That's again. So here we go. Get ready. He, clearly, he doesn't. Clearly, he just all wants right. Dubas' team. That's all We're he done. wants. So we pod again July 5th. Oh. All right, fine. <laughs> just well, later. That's it. Later. Good to be back. Burn.